Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking to Shaka, who is an adult nurse practitioner. Currently, she is working in palliative care in the hospital setting. She started a weight loss clinic about a year ago that provides weight loss treatments and integrative medicine. She's needing assistance with structuring the business, how to set it up so it can grow easily, and just general help for doing things the right way to increase her chances for success. Hey, Shaka, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for hopping on here. So let's just uh, let's jump into this. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, You know how long you've been a nurse practitioner for, and what sorts of things you've been, uh, you know, you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I have um, been a nurse practitioner since um, 2021. I've been in healthcare since 2006 as a nurse. Um, I've been teaching. I actually taught for about 13 years. And then I decided it's the perfect time in the middle of COVID to go through my post licensure as a nurse practitioner. Um, the goal was to eventually branch out on my own. Um, and my wheelhouse that I enjoy is you know, health and wellness and weight loss and, and being active. So that's kind of the direction that I took. Um, and, and here we are in 2023, a year later, um, really just looking to take the next steps with my business and, and really get out of the hospital. Sure, sure. Okay. So um, how did you get into palliative care? Like what, uh, you know, what drove you into that direction? Yeah, so I, well, I started nursing in oncology and um, did that for a while. And then when I started teaching, um, I really just kind of became the go-to person for end-of-life lesson and curriculum. And that's what I've been doing my research on. Um, initially, I thought that's what I would do as a nurse practitioner. I'd go out on my own, but I just it just doesn't make sense for me to do that on my own. Um, so that's kind of what I do as my W-2. I just didn't see a place for it for me on my own. Um, and that's where I kind of thought, okay, what else can I do? What else am I passionate about? And immediately I thought weight loss, um, wellness, that's what I do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So the palliative care, doing that as a business on your own, I would imagine, uh, I mean, I imagine you put a lot of thought into it and it would just be mm-hmm. a significant uphill battle. I mean, insurance and credentialing yep. and getting, yeah, yeah. Um, getting in the hospital <laughs> setting, getting patients. Yeah. It just sounds like a real pain in the ass. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't blame you. Uh, I don't blame you one bit. Okay. So then, uh, okay. So you're working full time doing this, correct? Yes. Um, yeah, okay. I actually, just to that point, I just asked to go part-time next month. Okay. Perfect. Um, and I got approved. Good. Okay. So you started this weight loss clinic. Tell us about this. So I, um, got into obesity medicine. My preceptor in nursing school was board certified. I mean, and as the NP was board certified in obesity medicine. I just fell in love with this. This is exactly what I need to do. Um, and I can do it virtually, which is even better. So I started doing, um, telehealth. I got a, I had a collaborating physician. I started doing telehealth, um, set up the business, started getting clients. I really didn't do a whole lot of marketing. Friends of friends just kept coming to me and it scaled pretty decently over the past year. The problem I'm running into now is they've lost their weight and they're ready to go on on their own. And I don't have any other services or anything to offer them to keep the money rolling in. Right. (laughs) So... I'm not really sure, you know, what else I can offer. I thought about doing like a hybrid type of situation um, where I could offer some things in person while still doing the majority of my work online. I'm not really sure what makes sense at this point. Sure. Okay. So how well are you doing? If you want to give us some numbers. (laughs) Yeah. So I did, my husband's a CPA, so he's all about the numbers. So we crunched some numbers. Um, maybe last week or so. And it looks like with the clients that I had two weeks ago, when we did this last, I was netting about, about $700 a month. Um, after variable and fixed expenses, we kind of factored that in. I was netting about 700 a month. Um, but lately that has been scaled back. I haven't even brought that much in because there's been some things that I've needed to work on on my website. Um, and I have to pay someone to do that. Um, so right now bringing in about, um, $700, I guess a month. Okay. Once so everything's paid for. Okay. So this is like a very part-time, extremely like yeah. just small income source. Yeah. And with me working part-time, you know, I have two kids. I would love to pour into it more, but I just, I, there was a point where I could not take any other clients. I just, I did not have the bandwidth to manage anymore. Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, you only have so much energy, right? I mean, only so much time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're working full time. Yeah. You have kids. I mean, geez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I only have one, you know, and he's, eight, <laughs> he's only eight, nine months old. And I'm just like, I was talking oh. to my wife about, yeah. I was talking to my wife about this actually just like a couple of days ago and I, we were just driving and I was just like, there's no way. I would have been able to do what I did with, <laughs> with this kid. There's absolutely no way. Like, thank God I got all that shit done before the kid. <laughs> I know. I'm so jealous. I don't know why I didn't think of this 15 years ago. It wasn't even a thought. Right, right. It's uh, Yeah, it's usually not a thought, you know? You don't, very no. few practitioners ever start thinking about starting their own business, you know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, but uh, okay. Well, anyways, though, so... Um, so you're going to go, so you're dropping to part-time work. So your plan here is to, I'm, I'm guessing just to focus more on, 
on the business itself and drop part-time yes. work. Yeah. Okay. So how many hours a week are you wanting to give to, you know, being a nurse practitioner, your job and this business? I think what's realistic, and I'll just talk from a part, if I'm part-time here at the hospital, I mean, I, I would like to be able to put in at least 15 hours a week um, okay. with just between patients and the back end, just building the business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then from a financial aspect, you should be okay. It sounds like your, your husband's an accountant, so you have another decent uh, income stream coming in. So financially, you should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he yesterday told me to just quit, but my, like, I just can't, <laughs> I can't just quit. Sure. Um, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, that's, that's good. That's a, that, that's good. I mean, if he's that <laughs> right. Um, well, that's good. So he must be making pretty good money then. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this is the issue with, uh, having, um, Oh, you know, only having one service, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you, especially weight loss, like weight loss is mm-hmm. a fantastic revenue stream. It's a fantastic service. It's in demand. And let's just face it, it's never going to go away. People are always going to be fat. They don't want to lose weight. It's just welcome to, you know, having uh, an excess of calories in, you know, in the uh-huh. in, in America, you know, that's not going to go away unless we, you know, have some war or something crazy. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, it's, it, it, sh- it should stick around for a while. Um, but yeah, this is the problem with having just one service though. Once they lose the weight, then what, right? So, <laughs> right. Right. So this is the issue of having a uh, limited time frame sort of, sort of, uh, sort of practice. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of times, you know, two main types of practices. One's more of the treat and street kind of practice, you know, where you see the patient mm-hmm. one time they pay you and then you probably don't see that patient again for a very long time. So like, you know, urgent care, mm-hmm. sick visits, you know, sick visits, right. Um, that kind of model does not scale well. That kind of model is not a good model for a practice. It's just not. Unless you have a brick okay. and mortar urgent care practice and you accept insurance and you just have dozens of patients coming in, you know, every single day that are just different people, right? But for a small business, for a nurse practitioner, um, you want recurrent patients. So that's the other kind of business model is the is the recurrent patient, right? The patient who's coming and seeing you over and over and over and over again and sticking around for the long term. Right. So Basic primary right. care would be recurrent business, right? Um, HRTs, you know, recurrent business. Basically, patients that you know take a medication, they're going to be on treatment for a very long time. So, weight loss kind of falls in between both, right? They lose the weight, mm-hmm. then what, right? right? So that might take six to twelve yeah. months, but after that, then what? They're no longer a recurrent patient. They they've lost their weight and they're gone until they gain it back and come back, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, which happens more times than not, unfortunately, but. But yeah, so so how do you get those patients to stay on board long term, right? And so this is through having multiple complementary services, right? So, you know, these patients are probably a lot of them that you're seeing. I'm assuming are probably middle aged individuals for the most part. Yeah, um, probably mm-hmm. over the age of 30, 35 for the most part. Probably somewhat established. Everyone, right? Yep. So yeah, thirty five to fifty five, right? It's gonna be most your patients. Yep. Yeah. So. They're establishing their career. They have some money. They have disposable income coming in. And so what other things can you offer to get them to stick around for a long time? So you offer the weight loss, but what else do you need to offer? And so that's where, you know, functional medicine and uh, uh, hormone replacement therapy and, you know, vitamins and nutraceuticals, anti-aging, 
you know, that's where a lot of those other service lines come into play. Okay. So, okay. you know, you probably already know this, but, you know, what were you thinking in terms of, you know, additional services to offer? So I was thinking um, the easiest thing might be, and again, it's going to be a little more of an expense, um, was to do kind of a hybrid where I had I had access to a physical location because a lot of the things clients are asking me for are things I need to deliver in person, like IV hydration. I get asked about all the time, um, like liquid lipo injections, like B12 or, um, you know, NAD or things like that, that I just obviously can't do virtually. So my first thought was, well, maybe I can just lease a small office inside of another like chiropractic office or something and offer some in-person services a couple of days a week. Um, but you know, I, I just wanted to explore is there, if there's any other virtual options I could do that makes sense. Um, and I, I couldn't think of anything that I would really even want to do, like primary care or anything like that. Yeah, you don't um, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. know, you can if you want. No, but... I, I uh... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, what's wrong with hormone replacement therapy or anti-aging stuff? So I did initially think about that. I just, I guess I'm not as confident in that area um, where I could speak on obesity and anti-obesity medications just off the cuff. Like I, that's my wheelhouse. I get it. I don't know a whole lot about hormones. And so then it's like, do I have the time to then, you know, go back and re-educate myself or is there that much of a um, learning curve? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people will say there's a huge learning curve. Others won't. I mean, I'm kind of in between. <laughs> I don't think it's that difficult of a thing to do. I mean, okay, it's hormone replacement therapy. You're simply just replacing a hormone, you know, okay. understand the dose and understand how to monitor it and then understand side effects and complications. Like it's gotcha. not that it's not, it's not rocket science. Okay. You okay. know, it's just, it's really just not, um, it's a pretty low barrier to entry service, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and, you know, we're not talking about comprehensive, you know, complicated diabetes management or, uh, you know, managing right. someone's Addison's disease or something <laughs> like, you know, this is just like just sex hormones, right? Testosterone, okay. estrogen, thyroid, like this stuff is not difficult. Okay. Okay. Um, so no, I don't think the learning curve is that high. I, I, you know, I really don't. You take a couple courses, you know, read some guidelines and then just kind of just start practicing and doing it. I mean, doctors can do that. Why can't we? It's true. Know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, most doctors who are doing hormone replacement therapy and stuff aren't, aren't endocrinologists. They're just not a family docs that want to offer another service. You know, they can do it. So okay. can we. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's not that, it's not that difficult. And plus, you know, managing thyroid hormones and birth control and stuff like that, I mean, it's, that falls within your scope anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And is that something that you could mostly do virtually or would I still oh, need? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's mostly laboratory medicine. Gotcha. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of physical exams going to really enlighten you about, you know, it's, 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 it's laboratory medicine, right? So, okay. you know, you look at labs and then you prescribe the hormone and do a follow-up and recheck it. Like it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. So that would be a good one to do. Uh, you can do some anti-aging stuff as well. You know, there's a variety of supplements and, uh, you know, nutraceuticals and medications and peptides and things that you can also, you know, also offer. Um, you can do that for clients. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are two, those are two big ones that are pretty, pretty straightforward to do. 
Um, you know, you can do some other stuff too, like, you know, some genetic testing, uh, you can do some functional medicine, some integrative medicine into it too. Um, so, you know, just be thinking to yourself, you know, what's something you can offer these patients that will result them in, you know, result in them being a long-term patient of yours. And I, I, I I can tell you right now, you give someone perimenopausal or some man who's hypogonadal, you know, you give them hormone replacement therapy and they feel a hell of a lot better. They're going to be a patient with you for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. Um, so that would be kind of my suggestion that way you build up that, that, that really long current, long-term recurrent patient base because weight loss just isn't going to do that. It's, it's, it's more of a medium term kind of a thing. Okay. So yeah, but you could do pretty much all that telemedicine. You don't really need, you don't really need an office for that. And you don't really need an office for doing like vitamin injections and stuff either. You can, have the, you know, the vial of vitamins be shipped directly to the patient, teach them how to do a, you know, how to do the injection themselves. It's not that hard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, if there's a need in your area for, you know, an actual physical location for some of this stuff, what's, what's, what's stopping you from doing that? Um, honestly, it was really just, could I afford it? Um, I don't mind being in person. Um, I just was like, oh my God, can I, can I, is that another expense that I could take on right now? But then when I really started looking, I'm like, I don't need a full office right now. I mean, I, I have several colleagues that work out of, like I said, you know, another functional medicine doctor, or they work, you know, one has a chiropractor that she knew before she branched out on her own. And they were like, Hey, I got a room. You want to come work out of that room to start out with? Um, that's kind of where I'm, what I'm thinking about. I don't know if I can afford a full you know, storefront, I mean, um, you know, complex front type of place where I don't know if I can afford that right now. I don't think you need anything crazy here. I mean, you know, for a little niche practice, I mean, a couple rooms, you know, like you don't need anything crazy. You don't need a, you don't need a medical office with five exam rooms and a procedure room. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't need that. Just a very basic office. I mean, you know, a little reception area and like a consultation room. Like you don't really need much. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you could sublease a space in another practice. Yeah. But, um, I don't think that's the best way to start a, well, not necessarily start a business, but to take, you know, if you want to bring your business to the next level, Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best way to do it because now okay. you're stuck there and then patients get confused when you want to go somewhere else, you know? Um, yeah. If you want to do this the right way for growth and to scale the business, I would highly advise um, getting your own space if you can. Now, gotcha. yeah. What kind of, uh, what kind of budget do you have here? How much money do you have to, to invest in this? I have about 30 grand. Oh, hell. Uh, you don't need that much. I'm- you need well, close no, 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 no. <laughs> this is owner's contribution. Um, yeah, not from my business. Yeah. This would all be owner's contribution. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even I, need that. You need like ten thousand okay. dollars. Like all you need is ten grand to invest in this. Okay. Yeah, like if that okay. You I mean you did the business is already established, it's already there. So it's not like you're starting from scratch. I mean, a, right. a, a small office space isn't going to cost you that much. What's what's real estate like in your area? Have you looked at pricing at all? Or yeah, I have. I've I've looked at pricing. I mean, it our area is a little weird. It it depends on where you're looking. So 
um, where I'm looking, it's a little, it's, it's a little, um, more established. It's, it's an older community, but still you have higher income that lives there because they like kind of just the atmosphere there. I was seeing anything from 1100 to $5,000 a month. Um, what was the, what was the 1100? So you're looking at, those were probably about over a thousand square feet. Um, you can get, I see rooms, like, like I was saying, kind of subleasing starting at about 600 a month. Um, I really am not seeing like any rhyme or reason as to how these, um, offices are priced. It, uh, sure. It's just random. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, a thousand square feet is more than enough. Okay. Yeah. You don't need, you don't, you, you don't need that. You get away with 500 square feet. Okay. 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 So you're looking at a thousand dollars a month, twelve hundred okay. bucks a and month, that, maybe. That's it's nothing. Okay. And that's the thing. I, I don't even know what's reasonable. I'm like, am I? Is this too much? Should I? I have no idea. Um, if you so you're saying thousand dollars is a reasonable investment for a small place? Oh yeah, it's really it's, okay. it's nothing. Okay. I mean, that's just a couple Sema glue type patients. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's really not that much. Uh, the question is, though, is there is there really a need for it in your area? I mean, how saturated is your area for for this kind of stuff? You know, I I haven't really done a great deal of market analysis for other things like the IV hydration and the um, injectables and the peptides. Um, I really just was looking at the weight loss, which I see some, but I don't. I wouldn't say we're saturated with weight loss. Sounds like you probably. It sounds like it's a pretty safe bet. I feel like it is. I feel like we're saturated with the urgent care type of um, and mobile primary care type of setting. Right. I, I feel like that's covered. Yeah. But, there's not a, yeah. So then if there's not really a whole lot of weight loss clinics or wellness practices or anything like that, then um, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Okay. How many people are in your area? Um, that's a, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't even give you an accurate. I'd be lying if I gave you a number. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's a million people within, you know, a 30 minute, 45 minute drive, then there's, even if there was other weight loss clinics and a lot of them, there's probably still be enough patients to go around. Oh yeah. I mean, Jacksonville is the, literally the biggest city in the Southeast area per square mile. Um, and there's definitely most areas are densely populated. Yeah. Um, so, so you probably, I mean, yeah, I think you'd probably be okay. So what I would advise doing is getting on Google maps and looking for, looking, look for spots where there's really not a whole lot of these kind of things. Okay. Last thing you want to do is open up a weight loss clinic and, you know, quarter of a mile down the street, there's no, you know, there's one or just across the street. Right. Um, yeah. So find like the uh, find the the areas where there's not really a whole lot of services, and then that's where you'd want to open up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you can get on a main road, I, I, you know, I would recommend that if you can. If not, okay. then uh, you know it's fine. You don't really have to. Um, you just make your practice easy to find on you know on Google searches and stuff like that. Um, so, okay. uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I would, uh, that's what I would recommend you do. Okay. But I think if you want to grow this to the next level, it probably would be a good idea if you, if you actually had an office space. 
Okay. You said you were getting your patients strictly from just word of mouth. Okay. Yeah. So initially, um, yeah, it was friends that, you know, Hey, let me, let me let you be my Guinea pig. And they did really well. And it was just for a while I did no marketing. I did not market anything. Um, and then I started getting clients and then they were losing weight. And then I started to go through the cycle of they're losing, they lose their weight. And then they're like, all right, I'm good. Thank you. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to start marketing now because the referrals were slowing down a little bit. And so I did do a little bit of marketing. That was a disaster. Um, I wasted about $1,500 and really got no leads. Um, I had two clients over maybe two months that signed up for the assessment and evaluation, but did not want to um, purchase any weight loss packages. So I don't even, that marketing is a whole other, (laughs) a whole other beast that I'm still trying to navigate. Um, So right now it's still word of mouth. Yeah. Do you think that word of mouth, you think that you could get enough clients through that right now? Or do you think you're going to need to market this? I'm going to need to market. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of stuck because I don't want to waste any more money. Um, obviously no one does wants to waste money, but I'm like, I, I just, I don't know. I know medicine. I don't know business and I don't know marketing. Right. Yeah. I mean, marketing is not that hard. It's just putting the right message in front of the right people. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's not rocket science. Um, and it's making your business as easily found as possible. That's just a Google business listing. Like it's really, you know, it's not that hard. You just spent $1,500. Have you spent anything else on marketing and, and what did you spend that $1,500 on? Yeah. So, um, there was a company that, um, advertised that they would help you with marketing, getting leads. And so I paid them $1,500 to basically have access to this kind of like an automation type of system, but it was essentially Facebook marketing is what it essentially was. So I paid them the $1,500 to get their help, but then I ended up paying Facebook. I think it was like a pay per click type of thing. Right. Um, I mean, I know at one point my husband had run the uh, profit and loss and I'd spent well over $600 just on um, marketing from Facebook. So that was the bill. Right, exactly. Um, And that was over a couple of months. Um, And the last bill I got, I think I spent like maybe $200. But after I spent all that money and really wasn't getting anywhere, it it was like it wasn't even reaching the right people. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. You know, you pay these people $1,500, right? A management fee. And then, mm-hmm. and then you got to pay for the ad spend on top of that. Like, right. Right. You really don't need to do that. I mean, you could do this yourself. It's really, it's really not that hard. It's clicking a few buttons at Facebook and picking your target audience and doing it. I mean, you know, you, I'm, you listen to podcasts before I talk about that all the time. It's just, yes, right. It's just narrowing that in, but you might not need to, if you're in a good spot. So if you can get on a main road and have a sign, then you mm-hmm. don't, you're not going to need to spend as much money on marketing. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I think it really just comes down to where you end up picking. Okay. If you want to be telemedicine only and you're going to market it as telemedicine only or you're not going to have a physical location, it becomes harder because 
now patients are searching for weight loss and how do they find mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. You don't have a Google business listing because you're telemedicine, right? right. It's, not, it's not associated with a, with an address. Yep. And so the only way they can really find you is by having uh, Google, you know, search ads. So they search on Google and then you pop up. Um, they're not, it's going to be a real uphill battle for them just to find you, especially for weight loss. Okay. Okay. But if it's local in an area, it's going to be a lot easier for people to find you because Google typically prioritizes local businesses. Okay. They're going to prioritize the Google business listings for over any, over anyone else. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that it's, it's going to be important for you to probably have a physical location. I think that if you want to do it telemedicine only, you have to, you have to end up spending quite a bit of money on marketing that to the right audience over social media. Um, and you're still sending a signal out, you know, to cold leads. You're sending a signal out to people and hoping that they bite, right? Right, right. And, yeah, and that can be hard to do if you don't, you know, if you can't really narrow in a demographic that, te- you know, that, that seems to work for you. And so that's why it's it's better to focus more on those warm leads, those hot leads, the people who are searching for you. Mm, you just got to make okay. it easy for them to find you. Because they're already looking for the services. They're warm. They want your services. They just need to find someone that provides it. Right. When you right. send a message out on Facebook and you advertise on Facebook, those people aren't warm to you. You're just sending it out to just random people who might yeah. not need, even need to lose weight. You right. Can't target <laughs> obese people on Facebook. Okay. Like so you can't true. just target people you know, who are 200 pounds plus or 300 pounds plus. Like that, 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 that's, that's not a, that's not a, demographic piece of data that you can use like right yeah you dem- you choose people who like food or whatever you know like you you choose interests that you think obese people overweight people would be interested in and you hope that it lands on them but you know if you're like my uh you know like if you're like if you're like my cousin he can eat whatever the hell he wants and is obsessed with food and his metabolism's insane he's he's not fat <laughs> So he'll see that ad and it's a complete waste. He's not going to, you know, he's, he's not going to bite on that. Right. 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 So that's what I mean by hot leads. Like it's best okay. if you really focus in on that. Yeah. And that's, and that can be hard to do with a telemedicine practice. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that. I mean, and even when they called the price point, because again, the people that it can pay what I'm charging are really the people probably within the, um, the vicinity that I'm in, um, and I would get people in the minute I tell them the price, they're like, oh, no, no, I only have $150 to spend. Well, okay, this isn't going to work. Well, they have $150, so, right? Like Centramine. Oh, no, everyone wants injectables. They, I couldn't even talk them into it. Yeah, um, they, they all want Centramine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to offer up like there's Qsimia, there's Centramine. Nope, only want injectables. Yeah, well, good luck finding anyone's going to give that to you for 150 bucks a month. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah. You know, that's just part of a cash-based practice. You're always going to find cheap people who aren't, you know, who don't want to spend the money, but there's plenty of people, there's plenty of people who will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Okay. So anyways, uh, any other, any other questions? Yeah. So I guess one of the other things, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, kind of the membership model. Um, So that's what I have right now. And 
I had initially like four different memberships. I was like, you know what? We're going to keep this pretty simple. I have two different memberships. And really the difference is the medication, because some of them obviously cost me more. Um, and the additional services they get are the access to me really in my time. Um, but what I'm running into, you know, is how do I, when people don't want to pay for three months at a time, which is what I usually try to push, um, three months worth of membership at once. And when they want to pay monthly, um, how do I get them to, I get a lot of patients that'll pay for the first month. They lose the weight. They're doing good. And they're like, Oh, you know, I'm good. You know, and the, and I don't get them to complete the 12 week membership. Um, just any insight or just your thoughts on that whole model, the membership model, or should you just do just month to month and they can kind of come and go as they want or. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think that happened? That doesn't really happen to me much. Some of the, uh, so I've had some that um, one girl, she lost her job. She couldn't pay or no, her husband lost her job. Um, Another girl um, had another provider that told her, that he or she could get the medication covered by their insurance. Um, so she wanted to go that route. Um, it's been a variety of reasons. A lot of it does have to do, I think, at least what they tell me is um, costs. They just can't, you know, they got to take a break. They can't afford it. How much um, are you charging? So for Tozepatide, it's four seventy five dollars a month, or they can pay twelve ninety five for three months. And anything else... Um, because I can get it a, pretty much a lot cheaper. I'll charge three seventy five a month or um, ten ninety five if they pay for three months at a time. That's for the semaglutide. Yeah, or even if it's pills, or which a lot of people don't want. I don't. I only have like maybe three or four people on pills. Yeah. Um, I mean those prices are fairly reasonable. I charge about three hundred bucks a month. <laughs> okay. Three hundred, three fifty for the semaglutide. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I charge a little bit less than that. Um, you know, you want to be making at least a hundred between a hundred and a hundred fifty dollars a month profit. Okay. Okay. So you drop your prices down and still hit those kind of margins. Okay. Okay. Um, but the whole, they only pay for a month and then they just drop off. I mean, how many weeks of a, of a vial medication did you give them? So when they're just starting off, they can typically get about five to six weeks out of a vial when they're first starting and we're just kind of titrating them up. Um, once okay, they so, get you're not, so, like, so, you're, so you're really not out much. No. You're not really out anything, really. No. Um, yeah. You know, listen, this is, it's, this is just part of the cash game. There's going to be people who are just going to drop off after a month or two. Like, okay. it just is what it is. If it's happening more frequently, though, your prices are probably just too high. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, they probably just are. So you can either drop your prices down and get more people in, or you could like increase your prices and make it more of a, you know, higher end, all inclusive thing. But, you know, that might be a little bit of an uphill battle, uh, depending on what kind of patients that you have and your demographics and, you know, that sort of a thing. So, yeah, so you could attempt to drop the prices down a little bit. I mean, I tend to like, uh, I like, I I like offering cheaper, you know, cheaper prices uh, because the volume totally offsets it. Gotcha. 
Okay. So, and yeah, so maybe just drop it a little bit. Okay. And just real quick, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. Um, when, when do you do a membership model? And if so, what, what do you offer them just in terms of, you know, is there, I don't know, do you do their fitness plan? Do you have a nutritionist? Like what, what do they get with it? Cause I feel like, I don't know if I'm offering them enough with the membership, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we just offer the visits, the meds, okay. the supplies. Um, and we also throw B12 into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cost nothing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm doing way too much. Yeah. It's all, I mean, okay. That's pretty much all we offer. People like <laughs> it. Yeah. And then you kind of just give them like just um, broad directions just in terms of fitness and nutrition. Uh, correct. You know, okay. I'm, uh, I fall into the camp of calories in calories out. And yeah. I don't really, I don't really complicate diets. I don't think it's necessary to put people on a bunch of complex diets. Uh, okay. and that kind of a thing. My goal is, is not to have them eat a super healthy, low inflammatory diet, like something like paleo or whatever. My goal is just to get them to lose the damn weight. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. You eat 1200 calories of pizza a day. You're going to lose weight. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can eat a cheeseburger. You can eat a, you know, super size Big Mac meal from McDonald's. That's all you eat for the entire day. You're going to lose weight. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just calories in calories out. I don't care what anyone else says. It's thermodynamics. It's physics. That's just how okay. it works. Right. So that's what I talk to my patients about and they lose weight. I mean, I've done it myself too. Like, yeah, me too. I ice cream last night for dinner. That's what I had mm -hmm. for dinner though. <laughs> I didn't have the actual dinner. You know what I mean? Like those were my calories. That was my calorie allotment. Like, you know, it's calories right, and calories. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't complicate it. And then exercise, you know, I give them just a very basic workout routine. It really depends on their level of fitness, how much they weigh. That okay. Sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing way too much. All right. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to scale. It's, you know, it's hard to scale a practice and it's hard to scale a business if you're doing too much because. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep that going amongst a lot of people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Um, no, I think you covered a lot of the questions that I did have. Um, I can't think anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that uh, you know, I think that you have a little bit of work to do. I mean, you already have mm -hmm. the business model in place. You already have a lot of the, you know, the difficult stuff. Now it's just time to, you know figure out what do you do for the next, you know, the next step. And I think that probably getting an office space is going to be in your best interest. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, All right. Well, well thank uh, you. you're welcome. Well, I like to end the episode with you asking, uh, asking me a question. Are there any questions that you ever had for me, uh, personal or curiosities or anything like that? Um, yeah. So what, what is your best advice just in terms of what you automate? What, what, what automations would you say you have to have this in order to, you know, maximize your time or your, you know, I would say it's going to be a tie between scheduling online. Okay. Not, you know, not calling me just scheduling oh. online. You know, they never, okay. had, they just get, they just schedule online just through the website, uh, that and, uh, monthly automatic payments. Okay. Quick question with the monthly automatic payments. Do you have any suggestion on how to, um, what do you use to keep the payments going monthly to the point where if the patient wants to cancel, they would need to kind of let you know, or do you, can your patients cancel on their own? No, they'd have to let us know. How do you do that? 
Well, I mean, we just what are you using? We use Clover. It's not really an issue. Yeah, Uh, QuickBooks automatic payments. You should be able to do it through them too, or you can use Swipe Simple, our preferred vendor for payment processing. You can do it through them too. All right. Yeah, try to automate as much as you can. Will do. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time and, uh, you know, keep me updated on your progress. If you ever want to do a follow-up, just let me know. Okay. Well, dude, thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode with Shaka. So she has this practice going. It's been open for a year. She's not making a whole lot of money, but I don't think that was really her goal at first. So she's bringing in a little bit of revenue. I think that the big thing here is that she found out, you know, pretty quick that the service was self-limiting, so to speak. You know, weight loss is a great service. Don't get me wrong. It's very profitable. It's in demand. Patients love it. You know, you're improving their health overall, but it's not something that will be long-term for most people, okay? It's a short-lived experience, typically six to 12 months. So yes, they're a recurrent patient, but just for a short amount of time. So be thinking about this when you set up your business, as you grow your business, you know, as you're going down the journey of an entrepreneur, you want to build some sort of recurrent income stream in for each customer, each patient, okay? Weight loss doesn't really do that after they've lost their weight. So you need to be thinking about complementary services that they would like, you know, hormone replacement therapy, anti-aging, vitamins, functional medicine, et cetera, okay? Be thinking of stuff that you could offer them long-term so they are a patient of yours long-term and a recurrent income source long-term. All right, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content of this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2023 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced with out our written permission.